Welcome back to the program. We better give you a score update. Oh, the kick is successful, but Knights fans relax. Tiana Davison across for a late try, 30 points to 18. So three and a bit minutes remaining in this Knights v Broncos game. Very shortly, we'll have the kickoff with the Roosters and the Titans. You've got a score update coming from Combank Stadium, Nod? Yeah, North Sydney currently leading 10 points to 6. Uh, and they just made a bit of a line break, but they didn't score. So uh, North Sydney, 32 minutes into the first half, 10-6, Bears. Is the New South Wales Cup Grand Final being televised, advertised on Channel 9, but NRLW on Fox and Channel 9? Uh, that was on Channel 9, wasn't it? It's on 9 now. 9 now, nine, right, nine now. 9 now. There you go. Uh, so or, or New South Wales. It's through Facebook on the New South Wales Rugby League's website. Uh, yes. Uh, all right, Mark is saying, did you say it's a 20-man squad for the Pacific Test? Yes. That's exactly right. So it's smaller squads. I don't know why, but smaller squads, uh, which is strange. I'd imagine... It's super strange, right? Because there's three games they've potentially got to play. Yes. Or is it just purely for the first game? It has to be first game. They name 20. Because I can't imagine, and I hope no one gets injured during that period, but it's a very thin squad. (coughs) I'd imagine that there are backup players that told you're on standby. Yep. I reckon it's cost-cutting. Yeah. Well, it's not a tournament, is it? It's not a World Cup. It's a championship. Yeah, Yeah, but who's who's paying for it? Uh, when there's a World Cup, for example. Well, the IRL would be footing the bill and they'd be getting the revenue from, I'd say, broadcasters. This is new content. Broadcast. So the broadcasters got to buy it. Uh, and, then, and then the games themselves. Yeah. This was what a lot of the CBA issue was around. Who? That's new content. You, you need to pay us our share of revenue out of this new content. So uh, there we go. Have we got another try to the Broncos here? Okay, so maybe we are on. Uh, yeah, you're right there, Jimmy, because I remember a big part of this, the strategy or well, the strategy and the back and forth that the um, NRL was having with the RLPA at the time was yes. with regards to the um, international footy at the end of the year. And NRL were a big part of it. So, therefore, I think they've put in a decent amount of money towards it and trying to strengthen the game because Abdo had come out and said that a couple of times. Uh, Jareem Buller is uh, his father is both Indigenous Australian and Fijian descent, but he also has New Zealand and Samoan heritage. And what about this? Just to make it a little bit more confusing, born in Auckland, moved from New Zealand to Australia to Cobra Park High, age 13. So, right. oh. so, so he's a Queenslander as well. <laughs> <laughs> so look at that. The, the, yeah. There are any number of teams that Jareem Buller could make himself available. <clears throat> hey, boys, we're going to have a look at the Melbourne Storm and just get a season assessment, season review um, to, well, they finished third, uh, yeah, finished third and bundled out by Penrith in the prelims. What do we make of the performance in 2023 of the Melbourne Storm, Not. I think it's been outstanding in some regards. Obviously, Ryan Pappenhausen missed majority of the year. He didn't get the star fullback for too often. Um, the fact that they were able to finish um, third on the ladder yep, um, and have no Pappenhausen, but to have lost about 800 games of NRL experience to lose three internationals, four internationals? Yeah. yeah four, four. four internationals. So, Jesse... Felice Kafusi, Kenny, uh, Kenny, Cheese, and, and Brandon, Brandon Smith. Smith. Yeah. So they've lost like literally 800 games of NRL experience. They've lost international players. And then their other star player, who's Ryan Pappenhausen, but barely plays a game this year. And then to still finish third, I think, they, I think they've overachieved. Yeah, I, th- I think it's been a great season for Melbourne because, yeah, going into the season um, with those players in particular, you know, you think the, the, the spines get a lot of 
credit for how successful they've been for a long time, but there's also been a really strong Kiwi contingent there. So you think about it over the years where you go back to the Jeremy Smiths, the Adam Blairs, the Sikamanus of the world. Yeah. When you've got a strong Kiwi contingent because those really dominant spine players are playing origin football, they manage to keep ticking away and getting those wins. So when you lose the likes of Kenny, Jesse and Cheese all in one hit and to still manage that, Origin period, which is crucial for a team like Melbourne. Yeah. You know, you're going to be in the top four. You've got to, those strong teams, whether the Penrith Panthers, um, the Melbourne Storms of the world that have been successful over years, they've done really well during the origin period when a lot of the top teams have fallen away. So, um, Jeez, he's forgot. What? So went back to the Smith days and all that time. So what about the Nick Allen Kearney era? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, even further uh, What about when it first got the OGs? The OGs, not his. Yeah, my oh, bad. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm better oh. than that, mate. Oh, Matt Rua. Matt, Matt Rua. Matt Rua, yeah. 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 Matty Rua. Swain. Well, he was a good player. Swain, yeah. 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 Yeah, he was a no. very good player. Yeah. Oh, can I... I I'll say this about this. So they've already had a, a <laughs> situation where they, they pay their spine players a lot of money and they build around it, right? And, and you know, at different stages, Jesse Bromwich has been really well paid and obviously Nelson is well paid at the moment. Yeah. And the, the Kiwi connection is an obvious one and it's a very deliberate one. They they do that because of the big Polynesian uh, community down there in, in Melbourne. In fact, they looked at Benji Marshall when he was coming off contract a couple of times for that very reason mm. uh, that they – they looked at um, the influence that he could have with the the local supporters, but uh, I think it's a really they've got no no losses for next year, but they've got no gains either. Who was the who was the rugby All Black or former New Zealand player? They, I think they bought him last year. Maybe I don't think he seemed to have bounced into the team this year. So I thought they'd bought someone last year of, of Warbrick. Warbrick. It Will, no, it was Warbrick. a back rower. Uh, Jack Howarth. And you're talking. Jack Howarth played one game in the NRL. Yeah. Looked like he was NRL I th- level. I think he's yeah. He's the All Black or the Rugby Union kid in the out of New Zealand that they had high praise for. I think he's... he played New South Wales under 19s. Well, Warbrick's definitely a, a rugby union convert that played yeah, for right. this Queensland Cup last year. Who then obviously he's gone on to have a, I think a great got, season. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they signed an out someone coming through. Might only be very young, um, but I thought they'd signed someone who who was on the radar for a lot of clubs. But I didn't see him burst on the scene this year. But that's not saying that they'll just put him in the Melbourne system mm. and let him develop and play a year or two before you, before they get unearthed to into the NRL. I think the injury to Ryan Pappenhausen really exposed them when you start thinking about uh, you know getting being that paying your spine and certain players a large percentage of your salary cap. They now have a situation with. Sua Farlongo, mm. where they've got a guy here who is clearly NRL standard and, you know, he, he could be a match winner. Uh, so how do they utilise him? What do they do with that? I think that's going to be a really interesting part because Nick Meaney has been one of their best this year, uh, you would have to say. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see for a number of reasons. Nick Meaney had a great season. I do think that um, out of that game on the weekend wasn't his best game. Uh, him and Trent Liero looked a little bit they look like they'll play in their first sort of big finals game of their career, and which is understandable. Sure. Um, you know, not everyone um, has 10 out of 10s in finals games. You yep. know, it happens, and, and they come up against a really red-hot Penrith Panthers team. But in saying that, we only seen far longer for one game, and yep. it was against – it was a glorified New South Wales Cup game or Queensland Cup game in a way, right? They rested so many sure. key starters, sure. both teams – that it was like the put the you know seven or eight of the uh, more journeyman type players at each club um, that were playing in the lower grades up with a few that had still played 
um, the entire season. So um, he looked really good, though, mate. He looked really good. And, and with Ryan Pappenhausen's injury uh, history, mm. uh, I've seen him on a podcast recently. He does a podcast with Munster and Jerome Hughes, and he spoke on it throughout the week. So. Yeah. He listed about three or four different injuries. Four. We had the we had the grab on on our show on uh, Friday afternoon, and was, he said that was best case scenario. Yes, so, that's um, right. That's you sure you know everyone was talking about the compound fracture. So, mate, he's you know he's at a a really pivotal part of his career. I, I don't think it's over, but he's just going to have to be you know super diligent with the way he looks after himself and. Um, you know, what his role looks like with the Melbourne Storm moving forward because they've got a good, a really good young kid there in Falongo. I don't know, you know, you're paying Pappenhausen a lot of money, but there, there, are, there is a club, are clubs out there that could look at Sua Falongo and go, right, I've seen enough. Like he's, because he's done it all year in Q Cup. So his numbers are amazing. So I've, I've seen enough to say that this guy's a star and get him. And, and if you look at, uh, say, a club like Parramatta and, and you know, what you, what you do with Clint Gustafson is is then up to you. But you could look at him and go, there's the X Factor. That X Factor we, you yeah. know, we looked at talked about X Factor at the Parramatta Eels. He is X Factor. You know what it would be? It'd be a similar gamble to Newcastle taking the gamble on Caelan Ponga. It's early. exactly the same. And it's exactly the same. What did he play? Three games, a couple on the wing for yep. the Cowboys. Um, and then we'd heard all about this guy, right? And then and then they they Nathan Brown got him down there, had dinner with him. And said, right, this is what we want to do. They paid him a five-year deal, six hundred thousand dollars a year, and everyone said that's a ridiculous amount of money to pay a guy who has only played three NRL games. Twelve games into his first season, they gave him an upgrade and an extension. It's a, it's that's a good story. That's a mm. successful story. Uh, oh, and as you yeah. said, this kid, this kid could be something. I, the thing that Melbourne do very, very well. Um, they don't lose the players that they want to keep. I, yep. I haven't had too many or seen yeah. too many that they've brought through, they've identified, they, they'd say, hey, mate, you're in the system, you're going to be in our system for a long time, but you've got to buy your time and come in. Can he play any other position outside of fullback? Because obviously for now, Munster's halfback, and, or Munster's 5'8", Hughes is halfback for the next few years. He's yeah. been playing on the wing for the Sunny Coast Falcons when Ryan Pappenhausen came back. I looked at the skill set and you go, if you had a controlling half, you could play him at 5'8". Five five eight. Eight. Well, he's not going, well, again, he can't play 5'8 down there. Yeah. No, that's right. So it but has his to be path is blocked. Right? Yeah. And, and when you look at the recruitment, right, these days, and we've gone through and we looked at teams and how they progress, you almost have to take a gamble in a way. Like you've got to be brush with some of these yeah. young players because – you don't get any decent quality players at November one, so here's they're the not one. available, is, or, or they're players that don't want to leave their clubs that they're at because. Or, or if they've played ten games or fifteen games in the first grade, the club goes, "You're a good player. We're yes. going to." Uh, uh, so Jerome Buller, for example, like yes, he's come on correct. the scene this year. No one knew who he was last year. They thought, "Oh, he might be having the odd good game." Then all of a sudden, finishes the year, gets the Player of the Year at the West Tigers, gets the RLPA award, and then gets a four or five year extension. And and, and uh, he'd be another perfect example of the Parramatta Reels. You go, oh. He is a guy. Yes, he's just a natural footballer. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. But here's here's the other part about it, right? Can Stephen Crichton play fullback? Are we are we convinced of that? Yeah, I thought that was his best position coming through. The uh, the limited amount of time that I said, for a couple of reasons. One, because he's such a lockdown defender. He co- cops a lot of criticism, but he's a really good lockdown defender wherever he they put him. Yeah, and whether that's on the wing or on the centres. Um, when he's filling in for Dylan Edwards, this is just a sort of different feel there for it some is. reason. Um, I, you know, I don't know whether it's purely because of the 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 way the system is at yeah. Penrith because it it suits more, you know, 
you just your yardage carries, and he's probably got a little bit more footy in him than Dylan Edwards. Yeah, well, I was going to say uh, the passing game, but who knew Charles Nickel Cookstar had such a great passing game? Andrew Webster's drawn that out of him, and then I think oh, Dylan Edwards, he's got he's just all effort and um, not say no skill, but not as skilled as some of the others. Yeah. And then you see that quick catch and pass that he does on Friday night for uh, Brian Tuttle to score a try, and you go, well, maybe he has. But, but that's because they do the reps. And, yeah. and we heard Ben Gardner there speaking about the yes. players are doing the reps. They're doing extras. They're, they're learning their craft. Yeah. Well, that's part of the craft for an outside back at the Penrith Panthers because they do shift the ball and play great skill at high speed. So I think if Crichton – Crichton has already got two things. He's got speed and he's yes. got athleticism. Yep. So he can he move, he's, he seems to get around the park. He doesn't look tired very often on a footy field. Like mm. he comes up big plays at the end of a lot of games. Yep. Um, and to be a good defender, you've got to be pretty fit and, and athletic. So I think he's got two of the – requirements required the next part of what position he goes into because we know he can play center mm. and we know he can play wing he's not gonna play wing for canterbury but he's gonna play, uh, potentially uh, center i was gonna but, say but you don't buy him at that price know, to play center but if but if he does the reps at fullback and and will learn how to how to pass how to pop up on plays how to read defensive lines you know it comes from the amount of reps you do and the amount of practice you put into i'm sure there's people there coaching him and helping him if mm. he wants to do the hard work he'll become a good fullback yeah, and he has to for the Bulldogs' sake because you're right. You can't pay Stephen Crichton the amount of money he's coming on with the way that that team's constructed yeah. currently and him not have more of an impact or an influence on the game. And he he can't get that from centres playing outside of even Matty Burton yeah. with Toby Sexton on the other side. He needs to be popping up on either side of the ruck. Yeah. There, there is a few clubs, though, that pay people whatever they've got to pay to get them to their club. Not – whether he plays centre or fullback, to the dogs, it's an important buy because you get Stephen Crichton to your club. Yeah. Well, look at the left edge. Matt Burton, dummies on the inside to Viliami Kikau, goes to the outside to Stephen Crichton. What about something as simple as throughout the week? I seen he was interviewed about um, his thoughts on the whole Bulldog situation, right? Yeah. So, again, to what Noddy's saying, you bring a player like that in because he knows the standards that are at Penrith, so he yes. can help push that with Viliami Kikau, with Matty Burton. And he said, you know, we don't – we train the exact same way. I'd assume that he'd be doing it at the Bulldogs. So pushing the standards. The knock-on effect, New South Wales Cup halftime. Rabbitohs 12, Bears 12 break, and then back to wrap it up.